You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood. Welcome back to Real Adventures, and it's now time for All Aboard, and our special guest this morning is none other than Lee Rayner, one of Australia's best fishermen. Good morning, Lee. How are you, mate? I gave you a nice intro there. Yeah, I know. It's full of life. G'day, mate. How you been? You been good? Yeah, I've been really good. I'd be better if this wind would stop for the past two months. It looks better for the next week uh, at this stage. So I reckon weekend into the next week looks nice. You'll be, uh, you'll be doing up. some fishing, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, mate. It is nice having that. It feels like spring, Aaron. Like, it just feels like spring, you know, the past week. We've had those that warmer weather. Yeah, in the, well, it wasn't that chill in the air a couple of days, was it? Yeah. Yeah, like it's so good. And, and they're saying that, you know, that they said we're going to come into this extreme El Nino and they did say a while ago that come, you know, middle to end of July, we're not even sort of there yet, but I suppose we are. They said it's going to stop raining and, you know, it's going to become dry. And it certainly sort of seems like that the last few days. Not that the farmers are wishing on it, but I, uh, I can't wait, to be honest. <laughs> I can't wait to have a hot, dry summer because we haven't had one for a long time, have we? Oh, we haven't. And it's going to be a really interesting thing, mate, that, the, the fishing will change, and I think it will get better. I think you'll see unbelievable fishing through the estuaries because also there's all those Gippsland estuaries, they're full of micro prawns at the moment, which they are every year at this time of year. But the last however many years, we have these floods and it blows them all out into the ocean. Whereas if we don't get the floods, all the estuaries will be full of prawns. The fishing will be unbelievable. But, and I'd be interested on your take on this, Aaron, will hot water, like even just sun-warmed ocean water and hot water, change our summer bluefin fishery. Does it get too hot for them? Like, I don't know. Mm, good question. Like, uh, but either way, it'll be good for King. In the peak of summer in February, I reckon that's when they're at their best, our summer run of fish outside yeah. the Port Bay Heads. So it'd be interesting. I, yeah. I actually don't know. The kingfish should go well. They should fire up. Kings will love it. Yep. Kings will love it. Don't know about, yeah, don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens this summer. And you mentioned Gippsland before, and we're going to get into a little bit of talking about Gippsland in a couple of minutes, but uh, we'll go to the complete opposite. We'll go down to the southwest of Victoria where it's a little bit colder and you headed down there during the week and you got some reasonable weather, but you headed down to, I think, Bull and Mary, didn't you? And you spent a night down there which allowed you to fish afternoon and in the next morning. How'd you go? Yeah, it was good, mate. It was Look, it wasn't easy fishing, Aaron, but it was sort of, the weather was okay. It was windy and stuff like that, but it, it actually wasn't that wonderful weather that you and I always get when we go there where it's raining sideways and blowing 40 knots. <laughs> It was cloudy and only blowing 25 knots and caught a few fish, but, you know, I had to work for them. Yeah. Um, but those those lakes, both Parambit and Bullamera, they will see some unbelievable fishing over the next short period, I believe. There's a lot of big fish in there that, that when they fire up, it's going to be pretty wild. So, But I got, I got, what I get? I got Chinook salmon, rainbow trout, tiger trout, and brown trout while I was there. I got a brown about two kilos, one about one and a half and then some nice tigers and some chinooks and actually one of the rainbows I got was a nice one. It was probably it was probably that sort of kilo and a half size fat as a football and yeah, so it was it was good, but I couldn't and, and I suppose Aaron in fishing we're always trying to crack a pattern, aren't we? Like whether it's fishing for gummies that they're eating this bait or they're sitting in this depth of water or whatever it is that we're doing, you're always trying to work out that pattern of what the fish are doing. And on these trout, I just could not work out a pattern. One fish would be on a deep diver, the next one would be on a Tassie, one would be on a downrigger, one would be on a flat line. There was just no pattern, It was, and that was sort of a bit frustrating, but I was still catching a few fish. Those Chinooks that you mentioned before, you and I fished them last year and we got some good ones, and you said to me yep. uh, at the start of the season, we're going to see some big Chinooks caught, which we did. We did see some big ones caught. Yep. Now, they've gone a little bit quieter. 
Do you reckon they're going to fire up in the next couple of months or next yeah, month? I think so. I think so. And I think, I think you're a genuine chance of seeing fish come out of those lakes that are 15 plus pounds mm. this year. Like there was fish caught, oh, there was fish caught eight odd months ago, mate, that were 13 pounds. Yeah, and those fish. things are putting on those things are putting on a pound a month. You're talking the potential for huge fish, and some of the fish I marked, Aaron, were proper scary big yeah. fish. Yeah. You just like if you hook that, you are going to know all about it because they're they're huge. And what I know, you said it was all over the all over the shop with your bites and your bite times and whatnot. But what was yeah. your what did you notice? Was there anything that if someone was heading down there, say in the next week, what would you recommend them using? Because you know you're going there blind, like you sort of were. What would you recommend yep. someone else going to give them a head start? I would, I would. The heads up on what I found was that out in the middle of the lake, so 45, 50 meters of water, there is tons of fish stacked up from 20 to 30 meters down, right? And you're pulling down riggers and everything through them and getting really bugger all. What's interesting that even out there in the very middle of the lake, you run a flat line being a Tassie Devil on the surface or a Tassie Devil with just straight off the rod tip. And generally, I like a hot pink one. And that caught a lot of fish. And the other one was just a small sort of diver, just a Rapala or a diver double clutch. Just both of those flat lined off the rod tip in the middle of the lake were far more productive than anything that I had down deep. So don't just think you've got to hug the edges for these fish, like normal trout fishing. Have a roam around out into the open water. And it's, it's literally more just roaming. But if you get one or two fish on one run going from north to south, turn around and run that same line again because it's amazing the fish tend to sit in feeding fish will sit in certain areas where there's a bit of a wind-driven current or, or a feed lane or something like that, but the fish will be in set areas even out in the open water. For those dirty bait fishers like myself, what uh, yep. was there any guys fishing with bait? Because when you and I were there last, there was a few yep. people anchored up with bait. Was there anyone getting any fish with bait or anything? Yep. Yeah, they certainly were, mate. A lot of guys there, they'll anchor up, you know, um, and they'll burly with mashed up pilchards or um, stuff like that, and then they just float down pilchard fillets or white bait, and just let them sink down through the water column, and they they do very well. But even the bank fishing up there at this time of year is really good, and and there was a few people around the lake just fishing with bait off the bank, fishing with either live minnows or even a dead white bait suspended under a float, and one on the bottom. You mix it up a bit, um, and you, you're a genuine chance of huge fish just off the bank in that, those two lakes. That's for sure. Now, we'll leave the trout alone for a minute and we're going to head to the other side. We're going to go to the Gippsland Way. And you've got the Twin Rivers this weekend. Now, I'm going to get you to tell us a fair bit more information about there, about it. You'll be down there. Uh, we're going to get into the fishing side of it, but tell us what's going on down there first. So, Twin Rivers Brim Classic is on again. It's on every year in July. And it is, it's a great comp. It's been run for, for many, many years. And it's a great comp because it's really family-orientated, you can be a once-a-year fisher or you can be a top-end lure fishing guru. Um, and, it, and it covers everybody. And you will see everyone from beginner to expert in the comp. Lots of kids involved. Doesn't matter if you've got a boat or your land base. Um, it's a catch and release comp. So you catch your fish, you measure it, you take a photo of it, you upload the photo on the My, My, um, um, My Fish Track app. And then that gets all uploaded and then you go back in the afternoon, all your data's there and the the winner is like heaviest brim, biggest bag. There's so many lucky daughter prizes. There's a boat giveaway, there's Hobie kayak, there's there's so many prizes. So um, and I'm I'm emceeing it so everyone will have to sit there and listen to my endless dribble 
each night as we go through all the proceedings. I hope they all get a beer or two to listen to your rubbish, but uh, tell us where Twin Rivers actually is. Well, you've got your, the Twin Rivers. You've got you've actually got three rivers down there, the Nicholson, the Tambo, and the Mitchell. Yep. Um, so the first night, though, is all at the Nicholson River Hotel. Um, so that's where all the briefing is and stuff like that. So, But then everyone just spreads out and does their thing. And, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a great sort of family event. You can take it as seriously as you want or as, take it as casually as you want. I'm, bring, I'm taking the two girls with me, Poppy and Mia, and we're going to go for a weekend of dirty bait fishing, Aaron. Oh, I like it. I like it. So it's do I, a... mate. I'm, I'm excited. I've re-spooled the reels with mono, and I've, got, I've ordered my live crab, sandworm. I've got fresh local prawn, and I've got soft shell. So I'm pretty excited. Well, that was going to be the next question. I'm going to sneak one more in before I ask you that. Are you taking the boat or is it a bank sort of thing? I'm going to take the boat yep. just so that we can move around. But I'd be I'd be happy to fish off the bank. I had some wild fishing off the off the bank there, and it's so much fun. You literally pull up and you're fishing five meters from your car. That's cool. So but I'm going to take the boat just so we can, I suppose, move around if we need to. But my my overall plan is to use my electronics, find a few fish in an area, use my side scan and my active target if I need, find some fish, anchor up early and just sit it out and hopefully get the kids into a bunch of brim. If you are in the Gippsland region, or even in the Melbourne region, because it's not too far away, make sure you head to the Twin Rivers this weekend. The Brim Classic is on. Lee Rayner will be there emceeing. So make sure you go say good day to him. Ask him for a few tips. He'll help you catch those Brim, because he's going to dirty bait fish, which I love. That's great to hear, because I'll be on his back about that for a while now. So uh, (laughs) Thanks very much, Lee, for joining us on Real Adventures this morning. Thanks, mate, as always. That was all aboard. You're listening to Real Adventures. We'll see you after the break.